continuing a series of talks on guru issues, particularly pertaining to the situation within Srila Prabhupada's International Society for Krishna Consciousness as we find ourselves now. Now, I did touch on some of the difficult topics that we have to cover if we're going to make an honest appraisal of guru issues within ISKCON. I have yet to get into more detail about difficult, sensitive topics, the kind of topics that detractors love to dwell on. Sujana gunam ichati, pamara dosham ichati. Those who are like honeybees, they like to see the good people, sujana, they like to see good qualities in others. And those who are sinful, they like to see bad qualities in others. So there are some not such good things which require discussing, discussing in a sober way. But before doing so, which will not come in this session, uh, I'm going to uh, read some extracts from Sri Narahari Shakar Thakur's Sri Krishna Bhajanamrita. Narahari Sharkar was a direct associate of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Every evening in the Gora Arati, we sing his divine name, Narahari Adi Kori Chamaradhulai, Narahari, and others. They wave the Chamar in service to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I'm going to read this to give some idea that the kind of problems that we face in Guru issues at the present time were there right after the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It's nothing new. All right. I'll read from, I'll read from this ex extract. Narahari Shakar Thakur says, No one should find fault with a Vaishnava for his activities or behavior. What person is free from the influence of Kali Yuga or has perfect pure behavior and action? This is quite a sensational statement, isn't it? Because we are facing issues of Devotees not having perfect pure behavior, especially those who are raised to the role of guruship. Narahari Shakar con continues, because the Vaishnava devotees of the Lord are always meditating on Lord Sri Krishna, the contamination of sinful activities cannot come upon them. We don't know exactly what circumstances Narahari Sharaka was addressing. But it appears that there were accusations of and probably what would externally or normally appear
appear to be manifestations of sinful behavior among devotees at that time. But he says they're always meditating on Lord Sri Krishna. We say, well, they're, they're not meditating on Krishna, otherwise they wouldn't do this. But then Narahari Sharkar says, because a Vaishnav's body has the fire of Krishna consciousness within it, even if he has fallen, this fire of Krishna consciousness will burn to ashes any material contamination. So we, we find such statements in the Bhagavatam also. Navajano jatu katanchana vrajen sangsritim. Someone who is a devotee, even if they fall away from Krishna consciousness, they can't forget Krishna. They'll come back. Uh, they shouldn't be considered. Smaran mukandangri upagohanam puna. They, they'll again and again remember Mukunda and therefore they'll again come to Krishna consciousness and Narahari Shankar says they will, will they'll, it'll burn up their material contamination. However, he continues, those who are not able to understand the respective levels of spiritual potency may take shelter of this example. Then he gives an example. As in Ganga, there are many waves, and some waves are larger than others, but all the waves are considered to be sacred, one wave not being considered more holy than another. Similarly, all Vaishnavas, those who are spiritually strong and those who are not so strong, can be offered equal worship. Considering this perspective in such circumstances can be accepted as perfect worship. Here complete... Here completes the conclusion in this regard. In other words, some Vaishnavas are stronger spiritually than others, but they should all be worshipped as Vaishnavas. Now, we may find different directives elsewhere, importantly in Sri Upadeshamrita of Rupa Goswami, which is considered... Yeah, it's the guidebook, uh, along with the Nectar of Devotion, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. It's, it's the guidebook for all devotees by uh, a de the devotee under whose name we, the followers of Lord Chaitanya, are identified, Rupanugas. So that's there, that, that we should... Uh, mentally offer respect to someone who's chanting the holy names, physically offer respect to one who's initiated and completely surrender to someone who's a completely pure devotee. So there are gradations of devotees, but this uh, Sri Krishna Bhajanamrita, it's an authorized work by a Mahabhagavat pure devotee, disciple, uh, follower of Lord Chaitanya, it has been published by Goryamat in the time of Bhaktisthan Sarasvati Thakur. So we can't say it's not an authorized book. It's a different perspective uh, or, or a, a somewhat different perspective on uh, the subject of Vaishnava Tattva. So Narahari Shaka continues that all Vaishnavas are considered as gurus. Particularly, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Jai Krishna Tattva Veta Shri Guru Hoi, one who knows the science of Krishna 
can be a guru or is a guru. However, among the all the Vaishnavas, initiating gurus and instructing gurus, Diksha Guru and Shiksha Guru are special, especially to the individual Vaishnava, his own initiating guru, and those who help to guide him, they are special. And it is proper for a Vaishnava to offer special respect to those who are especially helping him. So we see that all to be all the Vaishnavas are to be considered equal, but naturally those with whom one has a special relationship, they are offered special respect. And although all the Vaishnavas may be considered gurus, or are to be considered gurus, as Narahari Sharkar says, the orders of the Diksha Guru and Shiksha Guru are to be followed if there's some um, difference of opinion, one should follow the orders of one's Diksha Guru and Shiksha Guru, which is why it's stated that the Shiksha Guru, they should follow the path or, or the, the mode of direction of the Diksha Guru. Now we can see things can start to get complicated. We're dealing with, we're dealing with People, people are complex. Then, Narahari Sharkar says, if one's Diksha Guru and Shiksha Guru, and we can understand from this Shiksha Gurus, that uh, as we find in the beginning of Chaitanya Charitamrita, it refers to Mantra Guru and Jato Shiksha Guru. The, the one is the initiating spiritual master, and there may be many instructing spiritual masters, uh, instructing spiritual masters. So Narahari Shaka says that if the Diksha Guru and or Shiksha Guru, I, I don't have so much potency to or knowledge to give proper instructions in devotional service, then one can the disciple can hear from great advanced Vaishnavas and understand these special instructions. Now, there's a, I, I'll, I'll just deal with this at a in, in a simple way. This could become very deep and very complex, but um, Narahari Shakar is clearly here giving straightforward advice to help clear up confusion. So we don't want to make it more, more confused. However, he continues, having heard from great advanced Vaishnavas, one should go to his own spiritual master for confirmation of these instructions. And one should not disobey the order of the spiritual master. And he gives an example that just as a faithful son may <coughs> go out from home for earning money, and then when he comes back, he gives the money or the, or the wealth to his father. That would be the normal system. 
in traditional Vedic society. But having given everything to his father, he may ask for some allowance from the father, and whatever the father decides to give, the son is entitled to spend as per his wish, unless, of course, he gets some other special instruction from his son. Yeah, it's, everything is very simplified here. So in the same way, Narahari Sharka says, a disciple may hear some instructions from another advanced Vaishnava, but after getting that, he must present that to his own spiritual master and hear the same teachings again from his spiritual master with clarification or appropriate instructions for his own spiritual life. However, if the son earns the money, but he doesn't give it to the father, and directly wants to spend it all himself, he's considered fallen and sinful. And in today's world, we couldn't imagine such a thing, but that's the way it was. And even today in, in joint families in India and elsewhere, no doubt, uh, there, there are family businesses where the son works, but everything is in the name of the father. The son may be, may be married with children and grandchildren, but still the head of the house is there as long as the father is alive. Anyway, Narahari Sharka continues. In the same way, a disciple who hears from other Vaishnavas, even if their instructions are completely to the point, proper and true, he still has to reconfirm those teachings with, with his own spiritual master, and uh, if he doesn't do that, if he, inst if he just ignores his spiritual master, he's considered a bad disciple and a sinner. For this reason, uh, in all circumstances, all Vaishnavas are offered respect. Uh, one respects one's own spiritual master, one has to respect all Vaishnavas, However, with body, mind, and words, one has to serve one's own spiritual master. Even, even if one has disobeyed the spiritual master, but still you have to stick with him. Uh, don't go away thinking that I'm not worthy because... Uh, or even if he has disobeyed the spiritual master and gone to hear from others, he should go back to that spiritual master because all authorities say that the shelter of one's own spiritual master is best and perfect, even if another guru is more powerful. In other words, the idea is that Krishna has ordained this. Per I, Krishna inspired me within that heart, within the heart to approach such a person and take initiation from him. So Krishna must have a plan for me. And I shouldn't make independent plans. Then another example, Narahari Sharkar says, you can imagine what's going on. We have a similar kind of thing in contemporary Vaishnava society. Someone gets initiated by someone else and then he thinks, oh, someone else is better. I'll go over there. So he goes over there and thinks, oh, this is better than what my... That uh, that guru I had before, 
He's not nearly as good as this one. Then after some time uh, with that new super guru, he thinks, well, actually, it's better over there. So uh, I have to let me go somewhere in this way. They're running here and there, and it, it was just causing chaos with people saying, hey, I've got a, I've got a better guru over here, and, and uh, trying to distract people away from their own guru. Uh, Narahari Sharkar gives this example. You respect your father as a guru, and you expect you respect his older and younger brothers also, but still the father, that's the relationship you have with your father. He's, he's the one who you have the close relationship with, who is worthy of the most respect. So in the same way, the father's guru, even if he's a family relation, should be doubled, respected double to that of the father, as he's the spiritual father of the father. He's the guru of the guru. This behavior is recognized as appropriate by all authorities. Now, just like during day-to-day -day life, the if the brothers of one's father, that means one uncle, uncles, if they criticize your father, now generally the, uncle, the, the brothers won't criticize their own brother in front of his sons. Generally they won't do that. But if you, but if you come to know of that, still you have your father. You have to remain under, so in the same way one has to remain under the shelter of one's own spiritual master, even if he's criticized by his godbrothers. Uh, just as one in the joint family depends upon one's father for one's livelihood, because everything is offered to the father, just like the sons, I was saying, in the joint family, the sons, whatever they work, they give to the father, and then he arranges for everyone's maintenance. So in the same way, uh, one must depend upon the strength of one's spiritual master for advancing in devotional service. That is dharma. In, in a family, one can't think, well, in, in, the, uh, in the next house, the, the father is a much better, the father of the next door family is a much better man than my own father. So I leave my own family and join his family. But you can't do that. Is not accepted in, in dharma. So in the same way, one has to stick with one's own guru. This is the point Narahari Shakar is saying. If the father or spiritual master or husband are not possessed of outstanding qualities, even then they're always worshipable. Uh, taking shelter of these... Uh, persons, one may even disagree with those senior to oneself. It all becomes a little complex, but the point is that there may be seniors who try to uh, direct you, but you should see what your guru is saying, and then if it's different to what others say, then you have to follow what your guru says. Now, always remember the words of Narottam Dash Thakur. 
that sadhu guru shastra vaka chitete korea aika. It's not that because someone has become a guru and then you just, okay, well, he's my guru and even if he's telling me to eat meat and have illicit sex, he's my guru. Say, eat meat, have illicit sex and chant 64 rounds. See, he's more advanced, telling me to chant more rounds than others. Are doing. One has to see by guru, sadhu and shastra. But if, if the guru is following guru, sadhu and shastra, he may disagree with some of the, his own contemporary. Uh, he may disagree with some of his own contemporary sadhus. But if he, what he's teaching is in the line of the previous acharyas, then he has to be followed. Everyone considers if my spiritual if my spiritual master is very powerful, then I myself must be powerful. And he may consider if if my spiritual master my spiritual master is not so good, then I I can't be very good. Generally, the what attitude the spiritual master has in spiritual life is taken up by the disciple. Disciples who are more intelligent can understand the desires of the spiritual master through their own intelligence. Those disciples who are less intelligent have to directly hear instructions from the spiritual master. Remember Srila Prabhupada, he often said, you just do what I say. <laughs> Anyway, this is the system, Narahari Shaka says, that is going on since time immemorial. And he says that learned, respected Vaishnava authorities say that these instructions are the perfection of religiosity, dharma. Now, what if the spiritual master commits an act that breaks the Vaishnava regulative principles? Now, this is very important because these are the kind of issues that we are dealing with. What do you do? Then Narahari Shaka says, in a solitary place, not that you have to blast it on the internet, confront him. Confront may be not exactly the right word, but politely uh, tell him or put to him the same instructions that he had received from his own guru about how to follow. Now, this guru is not following the instructions that he himself gave. With appropriate instructions from sadhu, shastra, and guru, one should try to rectify that guru, but not to just whimsically give him up. Narahari Shakar says, one should not be hesitant or fearful in confronting or challenging a spiritual master, re remembering the example of Bhishma Dev, who confronted and challenged his own spiritual master, Parashuram. And there is, of course, also the example of Bali Maharaj. Um, but the verse quoted here is from Mahabharata of Bhishma telling Parashara, I'm saying, you can't go against me, I'm your guru. And Bhishma tells him, Guru Rapyavaliptasya Karya, Guru Rapyavaliptasya Karya Karyam Ajanataha Utpata Pratipannasya Paritiago Vidhiyate. 
It has been prescribed in Shastra. This is the Shastric reference. Srila Prabhupada quotes this verse in the eighth canto of Bhagavatam in one of his purports relating to Bali Maharaj and Shukracharya. So it has been prescribed that one must appropriately discipline a spiritual master, even Guru Api, even if he is a guru. Guru means one has to surrender completely life and soul. But if he is bewildered about what should be done and what shouldn't be done, if he's inexperienced or ignorant and he shouldn't probably have taken that role as a guru, he's deviated from the proper path or he's bewildered by false pride in such a case. Paritiago vidhiyate should be fully rejected. Now, this seems to be just opposite of what was said. Um, in one lecture when Srila Prabhupada quoted this verse, he said that Jiva Goswami says that to reject him means to, uh, for the sake of accepting a bona fide spiritual master, one who's properly on the path. Narahari Sharka says that this statement of the revealed scriptures, this Shastric statement, Guru Rapyavaliptasya, is applicable at all times and under all circumstances. So in other words, what are we getting at here? It seems to be contradictory, but what we're getting at is that one should have all faith in one's guru. One should serve him, worship him, even if there is some disagreement between one's guru and the other Vaishnavas who are also gurus, one, one's tendency is to stick with the guru. But if there are clear departures in the behavior and or teachings of the guru, clear departures from what should be done and what should be taught, then paritiago vidhiyate, then he should be given up, but only after trying to rectify. It may come upon the disciple to have the distasteful duty to try to rectify the, the guru himself. Now the natural behavior, Narahari Shaka says, the natural behavior of the Vaishnavas is to take complete refuge in Lord Sri Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, accepting him as their principal and real shelter. The guru is a guru on behalf of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And the life of the Vaishnava is singing the glories of Lord Sri Krishna and describing his glories, his fame, the nectar of his transcendental pastimes. Uh, so that, that should go on. It's not that one should stop one's Krishna consciousness if one finds there is some difficulty with one's guru, which can be very harrowing and traumatic. But Narahari Shaka says that what you should do is to continue as before with one's prescribed devotional service and take guidance from instructions of uh, well-situated Vaishnavas, remembering that all Vaishnavas are gurus, uh, 
And then one will have to use, if one is having a problem with one's guru and there's clearly something wrong there, then exercising one's intelligence, taking guidance from well-situated Vaishnavas, considering the relevant instructions from sadhu, shastra, and guru, one should continue in devotional service. So we have the same kind of thing we see at the time of Lord Chaitanya, Narahari Shakar is describing that devotees seeing discrepancies, serious discrepancies in the behavior of their own guru or other gurus become so discouraged or maybe disgusted that they go away from devotional service altogether. But Narahari Shakar says, don't do that. But he does further one that if one is envious, Ishvare Branta, uh, if he's envious towards not only the Supreme Lord, but those who are connected with the Supreme Lord, or is bewildered in the understanding the Supreme Personality of Godhead and his position, and he's averse to glorifying Krishna, and, and doesn't, if the Guru himself practically becomes a non-Vaishnava by not wanting to hear or chant about Krishna and his pastimes, and or he becomes bewildered by the praise of ignorant persons, maybe one of sycophants who want to take advantage of his position, and clearly he's becoming more and more materially contaminated and fallen, then he must be renounced. He must be renounced. And under those circumstances, Narahari Shakar says, then one shouldn't doubt. How can I give up my spiritual master? One should, with, with a strong desire, keeping clearly in one's mind, one's focus, one's aim, that I came to Krishna consciousness with, with a desire to achieve pure, spontaneous devotional service at the lotus feet of Lord Krishna, for that reason, I accepted the shelter of a spiritual master. But if the spiritual master himself takes on demoniac qualities or demoniac mentality, then he must be rejected and an actually Krishna conscious spiritual master should be accepted and worshipped. By taking shelter of the strength of an actually Krishna conscious spiritual master's devotional service, the ill effects or contamination of the demoniac previous spiritual master is counteracted and destroyed. These activities are recommended by all Vaishnava authorities as the authorized conclusions of the Shastra, and this section of Sri Krishna Bhajanamrita concludes by Narahari Sharkar Thakur saying that during the, pa during the very pastimes of Lord Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, there have been many actual instances of the above. Isn't that amazing? If during the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself these things were going on, then what to speak of now? Hmm... And there are more complex situations also, which I'll discuss in the upcoming sessions, Krishna willing, where the spiritual master 
may not be actually fallen from the principles of Krishna consciousness, but it doesn't seem to be very giving very good practical advice. So maybe it gets too much involved in the devotee's personal life, family life. What What is the jurisdiction of a guru? Does he give spiritual advice? Does he give material advice? Of course, for a devotee, the things overlap. So, so it, it can all be quite complex. And I'm, I'm, as I said at the beginning of this series, I'm taking up these talks because I'm getting questions from devotees in different parts of the world uh, asking me to shed some light as, as far as I can on uh, difficult and delicate topics, which is why I've taken up this very delicate topic of guru issues. And there are also issues that uh, I personally perceive uh, difficult topics. They should be discussed. But one thing we can understand is that it's nothing new. There's these things are going on, as Srila Prabhupada would say. Now, we may, of course, just dodge all these problems by the uh, seemingly transcendental slate of hand of just declaring no more gurus. Prabhupada is the last guru of all. And in that way, you can pretend you have a guru without having a guru. Of course, Srila Prabhupada is the guru of everyone in ISKCON. Just as Rupa Goswami is the guru of all previous, sorry, Rupa Goswami is the guru of all following generations of Gaudiyas. But that doesn't mean we can take initiation from Rupa Goswami. We have to take initiation, as have done all the Vaishnavas since time immemorial. We take initiation from a devotee who actually verbally gives us the mantra. So anyway, I plan to discuss this more and more in future. Uh, but for now... I simply offer my respectful obeisances to all the Vaishnavas. Vancha kalpa tarubhyas chakri pa sindhubhya evacha patita anam pavanebhyo vaishnavebhyo namo namaha. Dante nithaya churnakang padiyo nipatya kritvacha kakushata metata hamravimi. Hey, sadava sakala eva vihaya durat. Goranga chandra charne kurutanu ragaha. Parivadatu jano yata tata va nanu mukarona vayang vichara yamaha. Harirasamadira madati mata bhuvi vilutama nartama nirvishama. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.